Welcome to Raw and Radiant, the podcast that ignites your spirit and empowers your soul. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey? Here we give other women permission to embrace their truth, to find the courage to choose themselves first. Because guess what? You are not alone. This podcast is your guiding light, unveiling the path to self-discovery and discovering your soul's deep desires. It's time to realize that you are so worthy of living a life you've always dreamed of. Together, we'll shed light on what truly sets your soul on fire and give you a massive permission slip to choose you. With soul-led conversations, we aim to impact millions of lives. We're here to inspire you to live your authentic story with zero regrets. We believe that real change happens when you're being held in a safe space of love and support. We will be walking alongside you shoulder to shoulder and encouraging you to be bold in the face of fear. Join us in this massive journey of empowerment and courage. Together, we'll illuminate your inner spark, empowering you to embrace the radiant light within and show you how magical you are. It's time to unleash your potential and make a difference in this world. Are you ready to step into the raw and radiant version of you? Hello and welcome to podcast Raw and Radiant. I am here with my beautiful dear friend, soul sister, Jessica Ersig, and she is joining us from Florida. Sunny Florida, is it there? <laughs> yes. It's very sunny. Yeah. Good. Good. And so currently we are in just about coming to the month of June, so the end of May at the recording of this podcast, but... um knowing that this podcast is an opportunity for just an open and honest conversation and witnessing the struggles of life. And you wrote this beautiful post this morning about, I mean, it just like so resonated with me so deeply. It's, it's not about avoiding the things that shake us, but it's sitting in that vulnerability, sitting in that rawness and giving ourselves permission to ride those waves. Hence you're on that ocean or on the intercoastal and you're witnessing those boats go by and it's truly about life is just this opportunity to live every day and so I want to have this conversation with you because some of you don't know that I lost my dad in 2018 and it was a life cracking open opportunity for me to witness within me there's so much more to life and for me my motto from that has been live life with no regrets and I know, Jess, that you lost Zeppelin, your beautiful fur baby boy that it was just mm-hmm. such a delight. And then very real close after you lost your dad, you witnessed him walking through the end of his life. And I have full body chills right now just coming back to being in that space of all the feels, all the uncomfortable and holding that riding through that. And so can you just before we get into that story, can you just share a little bit about like your who you are where you've been and where you're going at this point yeah so one I'm excited to be here and before we got on I told Vicky <laughs> I was like you look so cute but this is all around radiant and that is all that I'm going to share I'm actually in my dad's jacket whenever I get comfy this is what 
I wear. So I am Jessica Ursig. I reside in sunny Florida. I'm also just like California, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> but I have been in the mortgage industry and that's what I'm, I have identified with for the past 11 plus years when I got out of college. And then I had this passion. My own health journey brought me onto this passion of discovering you know, health and getting my period back, which ironically, I am on my cycle right now. So this all couldn't be more divine timing. But so I wasn't getting my period and it led me to researching that I could actually balance my hormones through real food. And so then I went down that path, you know, changing my lifestyle habits and swapping out the food that I was eating. But I didn't just do that. I decided I'm going to register into a program where I get certified. I don't even know why, but at that time, I guess I was quote unquote listening to my intuition and still not even knowing why, but just doing it. And then I learned about, you know, the products that we're using on our skin, plastics, all these things. And then I make those swaps to balance my hormones. And then I finally injured my foot and was forced to take a break from working out. So actually, Vicky and I met through CrossFit when I did live out in California. And that is after... Getting a stress fracture on my foot, I was four, I couldn't even walk. And immediately I got my cycle on my own. So between doing all the things and detoxing from just all all of the products that you know that have all the heavy metals and you know hormone disruptors to supporting my liver. And then really I allowed myself to be in a parasympathetic state. I couldn't do anything. I, I didn't know what rest was. So <laughs> that brought me to that. And then from there, I thought that was gonna salt like I thought I was gonna be free I don't even know what I was looking for but I thought once I got my period I was I don't even know like life was gonna be like this life-changing thing Mm -hmm. and I got it and I was ecstatic and every time I get my period I'm honestly so grateful but it didn't I was like whoa something's still missing something's still off I was like what I was and so then I was like what now (laughs) I'm like what now so all the mentors and the people that I looked up to, they were sharing more about their spirituality and their connection. And from there, I was like, hmm, okay. And at that time, I then I was living back home and I knew I, my, I got kicked out of my house living with my parents. And that was like the beginning of my Saturn return. And so I was living with my aunt, uncle, and my uncle was a pastor. And so I was like, I do want to go to church. Like I knew there was this like connection. But then like even church didn't like feel right, but I knew it felt like closer and I knew there had to have been something more. So then I got an astrology reading, you know, and that is really ever since that reading when she was like, again, I said I I studied nutrition, then I actually studied environmental toxins, all these things. From that one astrology, (laughs) she was like, you're really psychic. And I was like, really? Mm. Because I feel so disconnected from myself. I don't even know what I want. And so from what year was, when was that, Jess? That would have been like three years ago. It would have been like around 2020, or maybe a little right before 2020, 2019, 2020, somewhere around there. Yeah. And my hormones was, I guess, like 2017. So I've been doing this, I guess, for five, six years now. So crazy. It is a journey, that is for sure. And so she told me that. And just like I, when I, was going to balance like hormones. I don't just do things like I do things. You know? <laughs> I then like you know just started investing in all of these things to be like, okay, how can I increase? You know, or like how do I you know like tap into my psychic abilities? And at that time, my mentor she was going through the same 
thing and she's just started sharing things and so then just being in like containers with her and doing even more certifications i did a brand new wiring certification because again i wanted to do it but i was like well if i'm gonna do it i want to learn so i can teach others <laughs> so there was i had to have been a reason why all of this was happening and then you know just over time and actually processing and releasing working through a childhood trauma you know go like tackling the shadow work like actually allowing myself to cry especially being a Pisces and a Scorpio moon and being when I have that astrology reading, she's like, you have so much water. Like, I don't think I have like any fire in my chart. And so I'm a very emotional being. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's interesting because, you know, like, yes, I cry, but not to the extent of really allowing my emotions to feel safe and tap into that side. So that has been an ever evolving journey. And then my, the same mentor that I have you know, followed and looked up to for the whole spirituality, she did a certification for energy healing. And so some of you may be familiar with Ricky, but she was attuned in Lionsgate portal of like, it might have been 2022. I don't know if it no, would have been before that. Anyways, a couple of years ago. And so then she got attuned to something called a high. So it's channeled on the seventh dimension and basically the portal channeling miracles. And so then she was trained to teach that to others, to be able to give it to ourselves and again to others. And of course, I was like, well, I want to give it to myself because I have received a high from her and from other coaches. But do you think I would just stop there? No, <laughs> I did the high where I wanted to give it to myself and others. So now we'll say I am still in the mortgage industry and that has been an ever evolving journey within itself. But then I can now confidently say, because I have done the work and before I would hide behind my corporate job and really stepping into, as I've done more self-discovery, being a human design in human design and manifesting generator. So having multiple passions and being okay with that and not looking at that as a bad thing. Now truly stepping into my healing gifts of being able to give others a high and have them tap into their own, you know, innate wisdom, their own, you know, out, intuition to clear you know energetic blocks any literally anything it's helped me with physical you know pain it's helped me through heartbreak it's helped me through grief you mentioned you know especially this past year losing my dog and my dad and so it has truly been like I feel like the greatest gift and greatest tool that has allowed me to transform my life and now I get to do it for others early mm -hmm. movies for others and oh my gosh you're such a gift for so many people that on so many different levels, like you said, like just the availability that you have to hold so many different, like the nutrition, the mortgage industry, the brain rewiring, the shadow work, because you've been through all that. And now a high before we get into that, because I know a lot of people are that is very new to them. But I if if you're okay going there, Jess, I want to walk through just some of the insights that you receive from your dad. So first of all, it was Zeppelin. And I know that Zepp was, as Olivia is to me, like yes. the baby and like they gift us so much. They gift us so much love and being in that hard, unknown moment of like what he's processing through that even brought you through the nutrition aspect and the, and the low toxicity and, and our whole nother rabbit hole we won't go down as far as immunizations and shots and boosters and all that stuff but also then like it wasn't very soon it was soon after that your dad was 
walking through the end of his life too. And the same thing, the nutrition aspect, like you really desired to help him with his nutrition and tried, like, can we say save them both, right? Because that's yeah. where your heart is. That's where your desire is. And they meant so much to you. And witnessing, like you have such this raw photo on Instagram of you being in bed with your dad at the last moments of his life. And it's just so like touching and you chose to do the scary thing of by putting that on social media so that others can know that this this life is hard it's fucking hard and yet but we can reach out for support and we can hold each other in this space so if you would just give us like a little recap of like how you experienced that coming back to your post this morning of riding that wave of being in the uncomfortable being in the hard and allowing it to be yeah. God, there's so much to unpack there. <laughs> we'll start with that. So while well, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, yeah, was it like two years ago? So he was battling cancer. And at that point, it was, it was a lot of living in the unknown and being comfortable with the unknown. And then Zeb got diagnosed with cancer, actually, probably this time last year, right before, you know, in June, right before the 4th of July, and then only had weeks, you know, left with him. But yeah, the the lows of that was definitely, you know, grieving while someone is still alive, knowing that they are going to transition. And then knowing I have never, up until last year, I was fortunate enough to have not lost anyone or anyone that was so close to me. Like we had, of course, dogs growing up, but Zep was like, you know, Olivia is to you, my, my, my soul dog, literally my best friend. So yeah, so then when he got that, it was just really honestly allowing myself to feel everything and to be vulnerable and express I am not okay and not to hide the facts that, you know, that, you know, this is easy by any means. And so I had asked for help, you know, did all these things and tying a little bit of that into my dad, you know, with like, you know, like for Zep, he couldn't control what he was eating. Like obviously I'm buying this, but you know, he's eating. And so for him, I tried to do everything that I could, but it, he stopped eating and he was already eating like raw and all that. And you could look back and be like, well, why did, you know, why wasn't he healthy? But for so, for so long of his life, he didn't do that. And, you know, like anyways, and then he just had toxic overload until it was, you know, I missed all the signs. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, yeah, it, it's the mind coming back to the, you shoulda, you shoulda, you shoulda. And the patterning of how our society tells us we should do things and we're doing the best that we can with the ability and the knowledge that we have at that time. But it's really knowing that you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, Zepp taught me all the things. So I will never do it again with my next fur baby. But and I, you know, had when in that moment, I was like, God, why did you use Zep, you know, for me to learn this, you know, through? So because I was like, everyone was like, he didn't have any gray on him. He was 10 years old. And I was like, yeah, he's going to live till he's like 20. But unfortunately, he had to pass, I feel like, before my dad, because I had never experienced anything like that. And so that helped me just mentally. <laughs> Having a human loss, especially a parent to someone that you love so much, is totally different in their own ways. But so then after, or when Zep was about to pass, I, you know, wanted to, I had asked him, I was like, Zep, please just go on your own. Don't make me decide this. And I was like, God, please just like, you know, you partner with him, you got this. And then when he was about to pass, I could get emotional through all this, but 
I had I I had to make the decision or well one because that's not gonna call. So I actually had to have someone come out to the house to put him down. But the beautiful thing about that is I was receiving the guidance and I was supported through this higher power and Zep through his body language and then me. So I was like, how beautiful is it that we all got to, you know, decide when you get to transition. And so he was no longer pain. And and to pause you for a second, it's like we as humans have that tendency to sit in that victim mentality and that why me and that isn't serving us, right? And so like what a beautiful gift that you were able to give yourself and to give Zap to at the same time that you switch the perspective of like, okay, you know, now I see the signs. Thank you, universe, God, spirit, whatever you believe in that. I am able to have the strength and have the courage to go through this the best that I can. Yep. Yep. And then truly surrendering during all of this is what helped because there was no controlling that I could do. And I would just tell myself, okay, if he got better, all I had to do was call and cancel appointment and I can reschedule it. But that was not the case. So I had to, you know, trust and, you know, had a special day with him before it all happened. And when he had passed, like the sky was just beautiful. And at that time, I think the next day I went to the ocean and, and I went in the water and I was like, Zep, just show me a sign. Or like, I literally was just bawling my eyes out in the ocean. And I was like, Zep, just show me you're with me. And then like, I look and there's like this turtle that passed out of the water. Like literally as soon as I like said that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and so then I just start crying even more because I'm like, oh my God, that that's him. And so it was just that inner knowing of like, that is him. And then from there, I think it was like a week, like I didn't, like that was just it. And then I would, I don't even, I may have received turtles like shortly after that. I'm not even sure. But then it was a week since he had passed and I hadn't joined a call and I was, it was like seven o'clock at night. And I was like, Zeph, it's been one week since you're passing. Show, I don't know how you're going to show me that you're with me, but you're, Please just show me you're with me. And sure enough, my mentor had pulled cards and it was a fucking turtle. Can I curse on this? <laughs> and, uh, and so I like, again, like am in awe. And I was like, I literally like hours before going to bed, like how am I going to see a turtle? And she pulled a turtle card. And so then ever since then, like sometimes we as humans need things to happen for us to believe, you know, <laughs> Or to shake us or, you know, to wake us up. And usually that's when the change happens. And so that like moment then made me realize, wow, there is something far greater than I could even imagine. And I can have a connection, you know, with him and others. And so then from there, like it was, you know, just randomly, like I would ask for something and a turtle was in my yard. And I've never seen a turtle in my entire life in my yard. And just like little things like that. So that was very helpful. And I know you see turtles now continuously. Like it is such a to have you share that and just go, oh, he's still with you. Yeah. And it's like random too, because you would think, oh, she lives off Florida, like sea turtles, which yes. But at the same time, like, you know, like you definitely know. And uh, so, yeah, so then that had helped that connection with him and his passing. And then from there, that was June, July. So then I had a couple months until my dad then passed and living in Florida, we had a hurricane come and, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I would never say I'm so, I take this back. I am very thankful that hurricane happens. I'm thankful I was not in the area that was impacted, 
but I do believe everything happens for a reason. And so if that hurricane would have not come, my dad would have not came to see my sister and I. And that was the last weekend that we had with him. And it was the beginning of October and he passed the 18th. So it was like literally weeks before he passed. So again, it's it's witnessing and being present in the moment of the gift that you have received. So like you said, like the hurricane, like nobody wants those to happen, but also like knowing that he had to come over to the East coast of Florida to be with you so that he wasn't in that hurricane. And that gave you and your sister time to spend that one-on-one and full presence and full awareness with him. Yeah. Yep. And at that time too, like his health was declining and I, he had to have known probably, I think he did know, like, I think they had given him a timeline, but he was the dad that always wanted to protect my sister. And I like, didn't want us to worry. And the only reason why I had found out he had cancer was because I manage a lot of his books. And so I saw a very large expense go to the hospital and he doesn't go to the doctors. And so I was like, why did you pay them $4,000? And this was before my sister's wedding. So then I had to keep it from her. So, you know, just all of the things that like, you don't know what someone's holding on to and like what they're processing. And then knowing like to have those in your corner that will help you process, you know, so you don't have to hold on to this and carry such a heavy weight. And that is one of the things that I learned through grieving is those in your corner and thankful for you, especially. And so, yeah. So then when my dad, like you had mentioned, like, you know, frizz up, like I tried changing his food. And when I lived with my parents, when I decided to take a stunt at a corporate, because I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I like changed the whole entire pantry. I, you know, like did all of that stuff. But the thing is, is, I wanted them to do that. They didn't want to do that. And then it caused so much friction. And so I'm just like, I thought my family needed to go to therapy. I didn't need to go to therapy. But like everything is the mirror reflecting back to us. And that's when I realized, because I was in an internship and had my first therapy session. And I just broke down crying. And I was like, wow, I needed this. Like I, I couldn't like, you know, like I didn't actually realize I needed to let go of things that I was holding on to. Yeah. And that's that's coming back to like what you said in the beginning of the conversation of like the not crying, the not feeling like our society, again, is put shame on crying and put shame on, you know, feeling the feels and feeling the emotions. And so going to that therapy session, like you were gifted the opportunity to start to feel, to start to witness that this is what I need to get through because there's going to be a lot harder coming my way. Yeah. And it all it all happened when it needed to, because I couldn't imagine losing either one of them without what I have been through. And so when so when my dad was got diagnosed with cancer, you know, the thing is, is he wanted to again make my sister and I happy. And he knew I had overhauled my health. So he was asking me for quote unquote advice, but I was giving it to him and he wasn't doing it. And he, he was to some degree. And so but one of the things that I had to do there was let go. I was like, this is his journey. It's also part of my journey, but this is his journey and his decisions. And when and if something happens, I do not want him to pass knowing I was not, I didn't want him to think I was not there to support him. And I wanted to be there and not be the daughter that was like, you need to eat healthy. You need to eat this and like do this. So I completely just let it go. And like truly appreciated our connection and relationship for what it was. 
and knowing that I was going to support him no matter what he chose, whether he, you know, and again, he was going through cancer. Like he was craving certain things, you know, through chemo and stuff. And like, I've never been through that. So I have no idea. Maybe I'd be doing the same exact thing. And so like I was giving him grace, but then also giving myself grace and not feeling guilty for knowing if he would have chosen differently, could he possibly be here? You never know. I don't think that was the path. So that's why it ended the way that it did. But yeah, so. And celebrating you too, just for understanding that, that if you would have kept down that path of you should eat this, you should eat this, you should do that. And like that control, like we like to have control, right? So if we control this, we can control how much longer he's going to be here. But you came to the reality that no, this is not serving my last time with him. And it's actually creating more tension and more havoc within our relationship. And that's not how I want to be. That's not how I want to be in the last moment of our times together. So like you celebrating you for releasing and surrendering to releasing that control and surrendering to allowing the relationship to probably get even deeper at the end. Right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and yeah, it's just all the. Yeah, go it just changed everything for sure. And when he was up here for the hurricane, he like talked about like moving in, and so I was like, so like, and talk about like me want, and then I was like, oh my god, I'd be giving up my life, you know, just all these things. So it's like all the things that you process with these big decisions. And I was like, I'm gonna like a caretaker for my. So like, then I was like, had to allow myself to process that because I didn't want to carry that guilt or like, what if he did pass before that even happened? And that's actually what happened. And I was like, well, if it's meant to be, it will be. And if it's not, then I was like, we'll just take it. And that's one of the things that I've been living life more responding in the present versus in the future. Yes, I have goals and all this, but sometimes you don't know what opportunity is next and you couldn't be bypassing it because of the control. And so one of the things with grief and loss is it really forces you to slow down (laughs) and to seal everything because you like the pain if you've ever felt like, cause you'll understand like the pain that you feel when someone passes, it is a pain you can, I could not even ever describe to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I had never had my heart hurt so much. And like with Zeph, I thought it was bad, but with my dad, it was deeper, like totally different. So, so yeah. So then when I, it, you know, it's always interesting cause you get these like intuitive nudges and the day he actually went to the hospital, I almost called him, but I didn't. I was so tired. So I was on the couch and literally was like, I'm just going to watch a movie. And then I get a call the next day from his doctor saying he's in the hospital and that I need to come home. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. And so then my sister and I are like scrambling to go home. But the way that my dad left also with the greatest gift for us. And so I know not everyone's fortunate enough. That's where in the case of him passing and having cancer, like, I had two years of knowing something could happen. Like I was, it unfortunately, but fortunately allowed me to really soak in and change and like soak in all of life because I wasn't taking pictures with him every time I saw him before. And so then every time I saw him and like we went out to like everything was just so much more meaningful. And so like ever since then, even with people other than my dad, it's just more meaningful, like, you know, just truly being in that present. And so we had a couple of days with him in the hospital before he passed and just like he he was ready and he said he was at peace and I was like that is like there is nothing more that you can ask for at that point so they're deaf and then like just being able to you know spend the night with him in the hospital every single night and 
you know, like we used to sing to our dogs. I did to that too, but like when they would, right before they would pass, or I would make up some some random song. <laughs> Just like seeing basically the memories that we would have with them, like, and I would put it into a song before the night before we would, you know, take them in to go put them down. But my dad, like, at that point, we put him on hospice and we were going to take him out, but it was too late. And so then we really knew we had moments. And so then I started, like, he was so, at this point, he was so unconscious. But once he got unconscious, they can hear everything. They may not be able to speak, but up until they're allowed, like, they hear everything. And so I, like, he was at this point, like, just super unconscious. And I just started singing to him. And I think I've only shared this, like, one time. But then he, like, literally woke up and, like, looked at me and was, like, so, like, just the gift of, like, being able to do that was amazing. So knowing that, like, he heard, well, he heard me singing the song of our life and everything like that. And so then shortly after, you know, doing that, he ended up taking his last breath. Then actually what we thought was his last breath was not because <laughs> I was like, okay, dad, let go. Like that was my thing. He didn't know how to let go. And we basically told him like, we will be okay. Like you can let go. And after we had that conversation with him, it wasn't too long where he passed. And so just knowing like a lot of people's souls have a hard time passing and but then I think once they do pass, they I mean they realize truly the the miracles and the abundance and the all the light that there is that we don't have the density that we have down here that we as humans have to process and then we get to experience. But uh, yeah, so then yeah, and you also gifted him that we're okay. You have to be okay. Yeah, and so and then one of the things that I would I try to ask him like Dad, what's your favorite animal? You know, so because I was like, well, he's a human, so he can send me a sign. And he's like, why are you asking me? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I just, you know, I'm just curious. And he's like a dog. And I was like, I was like, really? I was like, I'm just going to be the hardest sign to receive. But I was like, okay, you know what, dad? I got this. But there actually have been times, like, I looked out my window shortly after he passed. Again, this has never happened. And a stray dog was outside my window. And I, like, went outside because I was, like, shocked. And like the dog like had taken off. So there was no way that I could even save the dog. And I was like, okay. I, I was like, I get it. And so, and there's been like a few things other than that, but I was afraid to then ask my dad after he had passed for a sign because then his up was so potent. But it's really with my dad, I just feel him. Like I just know he's with me. And so, yeah. So the, the transition of loved ones has also opened me up to be able to connect more. And then knowing like, like this, like this is our life. This is, you know, like I'm not getting this decade back, you know, like how like fully engaged and present am I? And like, am I actually going to let fear control my life or, or am I going to do the things that my soul and the things that like I can't even explain, you know, that I'm just going to do it anyways and know that I'm going to be supported. And if not, then there's X, Y, Z, you know, backup plan. Yeah. Oosh. Thank you for sharing all that with us. And thank you for sharing the raw, the uncomfortable and being unapologetic about it because this is life. This is, this is writing the ebbs and flows. This is the low and the high. And I know you have his, well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You have inside. I have a Led Zeppelin shirt on too. Honey. But yeah, so I got Liz there and then this necklace has him. And, you know, so. 
And that yes, tattoo, you. Yeah. that tattoo is in your dad's handwriting, and that is so special. I want to read something that you put on Instagram too, because like you did go, it so solidifies like where and how this journey has brought you into living in the present moment, living in the awareness of being right here, right now, and actually allowing yourself to receive those signs that, again, universe, God, spirit brings to you to slow down and to live every day. So you have here, his strength to live every day has shown me just this, to not put life on hold, to prioritize myself, to release control, and to know my worth, to travel, to love, to laugh, to be present, to forgive, to be vulnerable, and not care what other people think, and do the damn thing even when it's scary AF. I added that AF. Because I know how things are scary, right? And to communicate, to communicate like what's happening with other people within your, like it doesn't have to be with everybody, but it's within our, our community, our tribe to communicate and ask for support and to surround yourself with people who expand you and make you feel loved, seen and safe. That's how I want to live my life. I mean, like full body chills right now, like fully living my life with zero fucking regrets yeah i know it's it and that's why i mean as much as i wish i could take both like have my dad and that back in this life one that is not gonna happen but two like it has shaken me to this like i don't unfortunately i mean yes i could have probably come to this you know on my own and we don't need to have tragedy happen for us to like literally be like okay make change but sometimes that's the only way that we wake up and to, and to be like, there's more. And so they gave me that gift. And my dad definitely gave me that gift to realize to, you know, question, why am I here? You know, and after he passed, I, you know, when and then Zep was gone and I, you know, live, it's just me. And so I remember. It's not just you, by the way. Well, no, I know, because I have those that love me, but like in my home, and then I remember when he passed, I was back in my hometown. And of course, like your grief is a journey and I was in a complete void. Like it didn't even feel like he passed for the first two weeks because I had to do program. I had to do all these things, you know, and then and it wasn't until I got home and I was like, oh my God. So I just like let everything, you know, go and be, but then I was like, I have never I mean, I've had anxiety. I don't think I've ever been in that deep of a depression state. And I could never resonate with people who were in that state, especially because I do have this amazing ability, but also because of the work that I've done. I've actually done the work to be able to have this is to change my perspective. Like I don't, I like to choose the the positive and the light out of it, even when it is such a circumstance that has you not feeling great. And so I remember literally a couple nights questioning, why am I here? Like, my dad is out of pain. Like, I could also leave. I have, I don't have Zep anymore. Like, I was like, yes, I have people that love me. But I was like, what is the point of this pain? But again, and that's where it brings you back to like your intuition. And I was like, there would be nothing. And like, at first I had to like, again, that's like a lot of, it's going back to the safety and expressing that. And it's like, if you were to express to someone that you're almost going to take your life, that's a concern, you know, for a lot of people. And so I had to be careful who I shared that with too at the time because I didn't want them to worry. But also we're not, we're, we don't grow up. A lot of us don't grow up in a way where we can share that vulnerably and be like, 
I promise I'm not going to take my life, but I literally had this moment because like deep down in my core, I could not do it. So like my intu- like there was, I came here for a purpose and it was like, there would be not, I could not do it. And so that's when I was like, oh, that is that intuitiveness, like the, the something inside me. And so I was like, that, that is what I want to bring out. And so that's what's been slowly unfolding since then. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing all that too. And knowing that, I mean, so many people go through this Mm -hmm. part of this human experience, right? And to not avoid the things that shake us. And, And to reach out for support and help with those that are closest to us because we're hurting and that is that is a gift to receive to the other person that they can be a support for you and also a gift for your soul saying hey i i need you i need to be loved i need to be seen and i need to feel safe yeah so, yeah so witnessing you in that and knowing that i too had those moments that through life that comes up so i i'm so grateful that you shared that and i know that through the brain rewiring and the inner knowing and the shadow work and the energy healing and all the things the tools that you put in your tool belt and that have brought you to where you are now so that you can ride the waves so that you can be in the lows and be in the highs and shift your perspective like, I just want to, and we're going to come back another, another time for another, <laughs> the brain rewiring, because to me, that's so, so out of my knowledge base that I would love for you to share it with everyone else. But also too, like, I think what we have imp- impacted right here is just a gift for everyone to feel that you're not alone in this journey and to definitely know that. You can live every day to choose doing hard and scary things like you have it within you and you have a tribe to support you. So please tell me, like, where are you now? Just give me a fast forward to where you are now. And like, knowing that you've done this work, where is Jess going to be like these next few months? What is she doing? (laughs) She just might be the first place I announced this. I don't know when this is going on, but you know, okay, so. One of the things I said is obviously is responding to in the moment. And right now, what are we in? Men, basically June. And so I did turn 33 this year. And it was actually my dad's favorite number too. And as the new year approached or when Zeph had passed, I actually went the Joshua tree. And to anyone, if you experience like a transition to have like a celebratory and like, you know, give yourself like space, like it is. I would highly recommend it. And so I did that to celebrate Zep and to basically just release and process and how to find myself after, you know, 10 years of having him. And then when I was out there, I was like, okay, I want to go to California for a month. I, I was just being called, you know, listen to my intuition. Then my dad passed. And so then that didn't happen. But then I went out to a sole purpose retreat in March because I was like, okay, like this is it. Like I want to respond to my purpose and why I came down here. And so then I was, it was out in California again. And I was like, okay, I was like, I feel like I need to come back up here for a month. <laughs> so like with that and everything that has happened this year, I have responded like to opportunities that I would have never known about um, in the moment. Like I went to London this year, like that was I on a whim, like a week before that flight. 
So like all of the, and this retreat was also on a whim. She announced it like a couple weeks before. And I was actually supposed to watch my friend's dog this weekend. And I was like, I can't even go, like whatever. And then she messaged me and she's like, actually, I'm going to board him. And I was like, and I didn't argue. I was like, okay. So like the universe divinely opens that up. And so it was, it's stuff like that, that like happens that you cannot, like, I couldn't have control, like, you know, like I couldn't, like, it's so much more fun living life, like in the surrender and in the ease and responding to opportunities that you might not even have any idea about. And so then I came back home from that sole purpose retreat. And when you do work, <laughs> makes you dig deep into, you know, releasing energy cords and all this stuff and, you know, basically changing your life. And one of the things she asked me was like, Jessica, what are you afraid of? I said, everything. My life literally changing everything. And so I came home and I was, and I love my home. Like, you know, like all, like even just all of this. And like, I, I literally love my home when Vicky knows. Like it's a vibe. I created this like sacred space, but I came home and I was like, something's off. I was like, what is going on? And so again, it's just listening to those and things that, yeah, you have, you can't even explain. Like you have no idea what to explain. And so I went on Airbnb and found an Airbnb in California and going to go out there for a couple months, starting in August for the rest of the year. And then I'm going to be renting my house. So, you know, the things that you put out there in the universe actually is what comes back. And so like you, let me put out these scares, if we're, if we're thinking all these scarcity thoughts and stuff like that, that's what we end up seeing more of in our life. But when we live life more in gratitude, and then we start stating the things that we really want. That's how things, you know, just like start unfolding. And so when I bought my house, I was like, I want this to be, I wanted to rent it out. And I had done like the research and I made things that were talks and I've done all this stuff. So I will be different. And so I can't wait to stand out in that regard and like for someone else to actually get to experience what I have created and to know that they have a space that is safer, we'll say. And so just to pause, yeah. pause you real quick, just for those of the, those of you that are unfamiliar, Jess's house is in St. Augustine, Florida, and it is vibey AF and it is such a cozy, warm, inviting space. And it's not too far from the beach. Um, and it's like the low talks part of it is like she's gone clean on the paint, clean on the floor, clean on all the things that potentially create the disease within us so that is what she's referring to in the low talks yeah and like the whole house water filtration system so like that and that's where my passion of that and my man generator side came out and so i'm living a lot of the energy in the flow we'll say and so what i was like okay if i go out to california and don't do anything with my house that is not flow energy that is literally almost feels like dead energy like my house that was so i was like my house is meant to be shared but at the same time versus like controlling and worrying about what will happen when I list my house for rent. If it doesn't rent, then that is my sign. Once my Airbnb is up, I am supposed to come back here. If it rents, which everyone was like, just cut your house if it arrived. But I was like, you know, just, um, you don't know. And so I was like, if it rents, then I got, oh, next year, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. But that's where, and when I'm out in California, I'm just truly going to respond with okay do I stay out here do I go trap do I get airbnbs across the country you know do kind of what you're doing but not ban that I <laughs> do that so just that is um kind of you know just that's where I'm at right now 
I love that. You definitely have surrendered and flowed and oh, thank you for this time. But I have one question. Thank you for sharing all your, your, everything that you have been through within these two time periods in your life, because it's truly powerful and it's truly a gift for somebody else to witness that that we all go through this and it's not hard or it's not easy. It is hard. And so thank you for being your vibrant, radiant self and sharing your rawness and vulnerability. Something I want to ask you before we end is if you could go back to a younger self, oh at what age would you go and why? Absolutely. One, thank you for always holding this space for all of us and for others who will be on here to be able to do this. And Two, if I could go back to my younger self, well, I'm definitely probably going to pick an age where my dad was here. And honestly, you know, this is such a hard question. What's the first thing that came to your mind? Don't overthink it. Why now? Because it's like, it's it's just... So for me, a lot of the things too when going through this work is I blocked a lot of things growing up and only remember a lot of the good times naturally. So... I blocked a lot of things or remember the stuff that has made me believe what I believe. But one of the things that I said I wanted to pick something where my my dad was here, Anza, was our last probably family vacation too before my parents split. And that would have been in North Carolina. And I think because just truly like we were all like we're in the mountains, we unplugged, we went hiking and, you know, just like, you know, had good food. And so I think just, and one of the things that my dad wanted us to remember before he passed was the vacations. And I think too, like the, the highlight of that actually has like, you know, some beauty behind it too, because a lot of times when we take vacations, that's like really what we remember. And so if like, how can we create that in every single day of our life? But uh, for some reason, I would just say that time, because it was a, you know, just a gift in time and not necessarily something that I want to change for the better, but you know, to go back to have everyone that I love in one little place. Ooh. I love that. Thank you for that. Like, that's just that's just acknowledging that wherever you are, whatever you're doing to be present, be in the moment and, you know, to remember that it is OK to unplug. It is OK to surrender to the flow and be in nature wherever you are, the mountains, the ocean, and to really take it all in with those that you love, because as we know, we don't always have that time. So thank you so much for being with us and sharing all your wisdom and knowledge. And definitely we'll talk again about all the energy healing and the spiritual work that you're doing. So I love you. Yes. Love you. Thank you. Thank you, beautiful soul, for joining me and having the courage to live raw and radiant. If this podcast has moved you and lit a spark within you, or if you know someone who could benefit from its transformative power, I encourage you to share it with them. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Your questions and ideas fuel this show's heartbeat. I want to hear what resonates with you, what topics you crave, and what burning questions you desire to have answered. Together, we create a safe space where women's stories empower and inspire us, reminding us that we're never alone in this journey. Giving back is effortless and immensely impactful. Please leave Raw and Radiant a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. 
Your words have the power to ignite change and empower others to embrace their raw and radiance. Thank you for being an integral part of this transformative community. Your support means the world to me. Raw and Radiant is edited and produced by Media Unscripted, your one-stop shop for all things podcast production, management, and growth. You can find out more about them at mediaunscripted.com, especially for those of you looking to start, launch, or grow your own show. 